Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I've got the multi-pack of beef, mate. <laughs> it's oh, just an eight pack yeah. of beef ones, beefies. Eight pack of beef. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon. I'm with Jesse Gomez. What up, pimps? It's me. What's that? <laughs> Do you want to you take let that yourself back? down there? <laughs> no, you I'm let cool. yourself down. Hey, everyone, how's it going? Oh. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Dale, how are the uh, Space Raiders going? It's, oh, mate, they're the big beefy ones as well. Like, if if you're a fan of Space Raiders, let me tell you, the red beefy alien ones, that's what you go for. Aren't they just Why cheap are the beef ones munch? red? Like, no other crisp flavour. Hmm, beef I guess, is red. Because uh, red is an aggressive colour and beef what is an aggressive flavour. Beef is an aggressive <laughs> meat. Also, beef can, be, beef can be red as well, right? Yes. It can be, and yeah. it should be, some would say. Yeah. I mean, uh, it should be, yeah. Well, pink, but I don't want it red. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want it bleeding? Yeah. Yes, please. Bloody. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that was frightening. Do you know what else is frightening? Phasmophobia. Yeah, I've got to put these space raiders to the side. Sorry, I just was about to start <laughs> yeah, eating yeah, them again. <laughs> do not eat space raiders on a podcast, because that could be the worst thing you could do for everyone's ears. I've put them um, aside. Phasmophobia is a game that both of you have played. Mm. I have not. I know very little about this game apart from you talk to ghosts and it's kind of like an actual... Is it like an actual scary Ghostbusters? Is Ooh. that what it is? So, I don't I don't think you're actually doing a bit of ghost busting. It's just more like initial investigation. So really. uh, what, what would make it sound... It, saying it this way perhaps makes it sound more boring than what it is. is yeah. It's like ghost research. <laughs> but, you're, <laughs> okay. but you're doing it in the field. Who are you going to call ghost research? <laughs> it doesn't have the same... <laughs> But you're so so how it works is as a team, or I guess you could do it individually as well, but as a co-op team, you're sent on a location, which is always haunted or spooky of some kind, and then you're sent in there to gather research and intel on what type of ghost this is and how to finish the game is to solve that, to report back what ghost is. Uh, that sounds simple enough, but the issue is obviously sometimes the ghost doesn't like being researched and tends to react quite badly. And that can lead. That leads to the action element. That leads to you know you can be killed by the ghost. You um you can be haunted by it and just harassed by it while you're trying to see if he's left like fingerprints on a doorway. Yeah. Um. What what like so there's what say six different clues there's, that the ghosts have. So there are like a bunch. So there's a bunch of different ghosts. And as you're investigating whatever place you're at, you have this journal and you need to find essentially three clues, which then narrows down what kind of ghost it is. So for example, the most common type of ghost is a spirit. And in order for you to find out, you know, if it is a spirit, then you need to bring a radio along with you. So you need to ask questions to the ghost, which a lot of the time is just asking, you know, are you friendly? What's your name? But also you can piss it off by saying Are, it's they, are they ever friendly? I mean, sometimes you can find ghosts that just, you know, they won't harm you at all. Yeah. And so they're like, we get instructions at the start telling you what information has already been gathered. Like sometimes it says this ghost will only like appear in when groups are around it or if someone's on their own and they, they all have their own kind of little nuances and things that they react to. And the whole game is working out what type of ghost it is, how the best to deal with it and, and like how best to gather your evidence without getting killed. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and I'd say it's really like, it's something that maybe the description of it doesn't quite do it justice, I think, because it's it's a really intense experience. Obviously, as soon as you're in these locations, it's dark, it's always raining, it's at night, and you're you're constantly hounded by these little like thuds in the distance and doors creaking, and then uh, like lights flickering on and off and, thuds, and footsteps, and yeah. it's quite an intense experience. And like, is it kind of randomly, like, is there a set number of ghosts or are they kind of like randomly no, so, generated so like, are, every time you don't know what it's going to be? There are a bunch of different ghosts. So you might have something that's like a spirit, which is common, or you might have a poltergeist, which obviously moves objects around the room, or you might have like a, a demon, which will actually attempt to kill you and hunt you down and stuff. 
I mean, they all have their own little nuances and you only really find out what they are until, you know, some bad stuff starts happening. Yeah. Um, and the th- thing is, sometimes you get um, you get glimpses of them in the distance or in the shadows or you see like reflections of them. Yeah. And sometimes like we, so me, Jesse and Matt played it yesterday, but we're doing it, we've done it for a video, which is actually going live next week. Um, and then there's a, an instance near the start where me and Jesse both saw this guy as we were walking downstairs, but Matt didn't see him. He was a and he honestly thought throughout the yeah, entire he, thing. <laughs> he honestly thought we were making it up. We were just trying to freak him out. I was like, no, we saw this massive butcher walk past. <laughs> well, it was really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's part, like, am I right in thinking, like, the thing that makes it more, at the moment, it just sounds like a co-op game. You're, like, going around a house looking for a ghost. It sounds like, isn't the unique part of it that you actually have to use your voice yeah yeah that's i've never really encountered that in the game before where i mean even when you start up the game it asks you to set up your microphone and ask you to say a phrase in order to get the voice recognition but that's it is weird where you know you're walking around the house and then one person forgets the name of the ghost and if you say the name of the ghost then it pisses it off so if you ask a question like that and then someone just blurts out the ghost could come out and try and hunt you but aside from that which is an extreme scenario just getting what's called a spirit box which is essentially a little radio turning it on and then asking the ghost a question and i think there's like 150 questions you can ask it in terms of what the developer actually put in. But depending on what you ask, the ghost might say, I know you could say, are you a boy or a girl? And it'll say, you know, boy or whatever. And then you can ask its age or you can ask, is it friendly? And sometimes it might just reply, die. And then it comes up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, there's a bunch of little different methods you can use to hunt down the ghost. So mm. whenever you, before you actually start like around you're in this little hub area and you get to choose what equipment you want to take with you so there's a money system in the game and there are levels that you can like rank up in so the higher the rank the more equipment you'll get so if you get to like rank 10 you might get a motion sensor but as you start out you only really have simple things like um a ghost book so you can like put a book down ask the ghost a question and might like write down some notes so that's a clue or you might have the spirit box or you might get like black light so you can try and find fingerprints and stuff Mm. Yeah, there's also so. like I we didn't get to it when we were playing but there's like Ouija boards as well right yeah where you can Ouija actually boards. communicate with them yeah and it might give well. you clues as to like where the ghost might be or if you end up using the spirit I mean like the Ouija board then it might actually piss off the ghost and it will just try and kill you so that's so that's a cool thing that I enjoyed about it as well it's not just it's definitely there's peaks and troughs to the action mm. because you're there's a the opening process where you're trying to find what room so the ghost is always sort of associated to one room that's kind of like the room they're haunting and it's that process of trying to work out what that is at the beginning and then it's like planting your evidence so you can for example you can plant down a camera that you turn on and you can see it back from your van so you have to return out the house and go back to the van and view through the camera and there's like this moment where just the action settles you start to relax and then you've got to go for another round of trying to gather more evidence and I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. The <laughs> the sort of the relief of escaping out the house and being okay, and then sit, talking to each other and re- thinking about what's our next next best course of action. Yeah, to, like get these so, clues that we need. How long roughly is around then? I mean, it can last from anything between ten minutes to thirty. Really, it depends because um, hmm. e- even if you don't bring if you bring the wrong equipment, then you might not be able to you know complete the optional objectives or even find out what ghost it is. And at that point. And essentially it comes down to you have a journal so you have to find three pieces of evidence and then you drop you select those pieces of evidence you found in your journal and then it narrows down what ghost it is but you might only find two pieces of evidence and then that leaves three potential possibilities of what ghost is and it's all about finding the right evidence finding out what ghost is and then getting back in the van and then you get money by either guessing it correctly or you know getting optional objectives like taking pictures of dirty sinks that ghosts have activated <laughs> or little voodoo dolls you might find across like the house or whatever oh, it'd be cool if like they teamed up with like kojima and then one of the houses was just the pt house <laughs> oh my to god no, i wouldn't want to go in that one and do that <laughs> with lisa roaming around no thanks also it's fully oh, playable in vr as well which makes it quite funny when you're playing mouse and keyboard and then you have one person in vr who just looks absolutely mad and it adjusts the height as well so yesterday when i was playing there was some guy who was like Six five or whatever, and he was ginormous compared to any other character in the game. <laughs> Terrifying, up. slender man. So there, there, um, there is that really bizarre thing with the models of the people you're playing with. So I've never seen it in a game before. Maybe, maybe I just haven't seen it. But when they look down, 
you see their whole like stomach crunch over and like their their head goes down. And when you look up, they do, they bend their whole body buckles like they're doing a crab. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's bizarre. like they have no neck. They just, to look down, no, they have to move their from whole their waist. Stomach, their whole, yeah, their stomach. <laughs> and it, oh, it's, it's bizarre, but it makes for some really funny moments as well. Yeah. When you see someone crawl around like exorcist moments going down the stairs backwards with your body crunched over. How weird would it be if you were playing the game and the name of the ghost was actually you? That'd be awful. Mate one of the names of the ghosts in the one we played was Tommy Robinson so that was <laughs> that was peculiar it, t- it took me a while to find out exactly why that name was so funny and then I felt bad <laughs> yeah there is a no way that that is a nice ghost um, <laughs> so is it actually scary or is it funny it sounds like it's kind of no both. it can be it can be scary especially yeah. where you know you might be walking up the stairs and all of a sudden you see a shadow in front of you and another person might hear a whisper in their ear and then you know someone like matt who just doesn't fucking believe it's happening and he's just calling <laughs> calling you a liar but there's um, also when there, you just... is there any reason to lie like there's no betrayal or any factor in no it, no there? not at all but i guess you know one ghost might latch onto one particular player if that ghost feels threatened by that player hmm. whilst another person's just pissing okay. about and it's, it's, it's like you know perception is reality right and if you're not seeing anything but all these other people are talking about it your assumption is that what are they on yeah, about yeah shit um, then, but there is some like scary mo- I mean the first time you get killed by the ghost is, is proper terrifying and when you see your friends being killed so you don't see the ghost you can just see them in the corner of the room like Blair Witch style like contorting oh, all their man. arms going everywhere that is terrifying on the floor it's quite funny yeah. actually and then also there was a moment when we were playing where Matt had died and we were being hounded and me and Jess we're just trapped in this little bathroom we had to turn our lights off and just both duck down and just wait while we could hear it walking around the hallways yeah. we were just waiting for a moment to just to get out of there and there was like there was a great tension in that moment of us just whispering going just be quiet wait for it to go because you, you realise it can hear your voice as well like if you yeah. like we said earlier if you call out its name it will antagonise the ghost and make it more aggressive as well Tommy Robinson <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Robinson. are you there Tommy <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, cool. That sound. It's only on PC at the it's moment. It's on right? PC as of now. I believe it's just like a single developer doing this. Um, but the game's dead cheap for I think like twelve quid. You know, if yeah. you get a little gang together and there's tons of people playing it because right now it's you know fairly huge on Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. You're always able to find a match. Yeah, um, I, I think would for say as cheap it is. It's quite fun if you find a group and just get going. I would say like I did the tutorial bit in single player and it's just it's not the same experience like yeah, yeah playing it co-op is where the fun is as well and so, do you need a microphone to fully you d- like, I mean, can you, you play it without one yeah you can play it without one but then you're not really being i guess a team player i guess because mm-hmm. then you're just kind of finding clues without the main component which is using your voice primarily because i've joined a few matches where you know no one's using a microphone because you know i guess some people aren't comfortable doing that and the match is just really boring. People just go into the clues, trying to find them, and then just they just go back to the van. And it doesn't feel that fun. Yeah, you yeah. have to, you know, kind of become part of the game because yeah, no one you have has the microphone be, and you're just walking about. It's boring. You have to be part there of the experience. Go. You know, you have to you have to pretend it's real to make yeah. it really fun. You know, that is phasmophobia, right? P H A S M O. P-H-O-B-I-A. <laughs> yeah, not phantasmophobia. F-M-A-O. <laughs> yeah, Alex and I mean, he's calling it phantasmophobia. <laughs> Look, it's the Disney version. Mickey turns up as a ghost. <laughs> well, I would I like that to be fair. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I play a game at a haunted Disneyland. Mm. Definitely. Why has that film not been made yet? Like Halloween Disneyland, where like the rides come to life. <laughs> like, I, I should be writing these things. All right. Nothing's stopping you, mate. Go for it. Go for, yeah, go for, nothing <laughs> stopped me apart from all the Disney licenses. <laughs> Cross that bridge when you get to it. Yeah. Well, from one haunted theme park to one haunted manor, oh <laughs> the haunting God. of Bly Manor. Mm. I haven't started yet because I've been rewatching um Hill House. What that yeah, Hill House. Mm-hmm. The first one. The amazing one. Uh I know it's not connected in any way, but I just wanted to finish it before starting it because you can't have two haunted houses going on at the same time. No, of course not. Too much. They're they're not, they're not, um, they are connected in real world terms, obviously. Uh, like it's the same production the same company, same producer, car- uh, cast. Yeah, yeah, and but yeah, not characters. Lot, oh well, yeah. There's there's a handful of people who are the same cast mm-hmm. as well. Like it's not. It's, it's, there is new people as well. But yeah, story wise, absolutely no. non-connected um, as far as I know. Anyway. No. Um, you guys have you finished it though yes so i finished it 
like pretty quickly actually on the, it came out on the Friday and finished it by Sunday so we blasted oh, it yes. on the weekend I mean the, the, in Europe there's like eight episodes there are, oh nine episodes sorry and they're like 45 minutes each so it doesn't take too long you can get through them mm. I'm sure once I start I'll get through them Jesse you're like say like two thirds away from it yeah I'm about like I think maybe six episodes in as of now I think mm. watching kind of two episodes so a day what what do you guys think because the, the consensus I've heard is that it's still very good it's just not Hill House but then again I think Hill House is <laughs> close to a masterpiece I think it's so a lot slower than get up there. Hill House to yeah, be honest I would agree with that I would say the first two episodes um, I think it's definitely there's less on uh, like I found myself less fearful while watching it and le- less tense um, obviously there's the children what everyone talks about being you know slightly creepy but I always just found it you know it just feels like an off place as opposed to a haunted place mm. um, obviously it goes without saying that the show ramps up right towards the end yeah. um, but I do think it takes a, a little bit longer to get going than Hill House did Hill House felt like we hit the ground running straight away whereas Bly Manor feels a little bit more of a slower pace it really feels like about episode 5 where it really really picked up and ramps up yeah. around that time um, overall though I, I thought I really enjoyed it. I think some of the performances are really good. I think it's um, a clever piece put together. It's based on, was it Turn of the Screw? The book called Turn of the Screw, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, like, a clever like modernization of that. Uh, but overall, I would say Hill House definitely is, like you said, um, I'm not sure about Masterpiece, but it's definitely up there like a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, and I think Blind Manor just falls just a little bit short of that, but still like, has a lot of merit itself I've heard, yeah it's less focused not that Hill House is terrifying but it was definitely a horror like mm. a full on ghost horror whereas this is kind of it's a lot more about it's kind of, it was, love stories it was kind of fair. a yeah. yeah the original was kind of like a family drama really with a ghost story but yeah this I've kind of heard it's more of a kind of a love story really well yeah it's some ghosts absolutely yeah. um a love story and not just like located to one couple there's there's many people and it's and mm-hmm. it's about people who have loved and lost and people are trying to love and yeah. and you know yeah that that's essentially the story but i think they connect it really well they do they have some like they don't have anything like hill house's um episode that would look like it was all one shot which I, which mm-hmm. is like the fifth or sixth episode sick yeah, yeah. um that was a phenomenal episode but they but they do have a couple that sort of lean into concept and they they do that with time a lot there's a lot of um, jumping backwards and forwards between time periods and not quite sure where you are in the yeah, time the episode and I just watched was all of that and I think that's the yeah. best episode I've seen so far yeah I mean honest. it's down to the audience to sort of calibrate themselves and sort of work out what periods are in because the show doesn't overtly mm-hmm. like you know give you that information which is really interesting and um yeah i really enjoyed those ones i think i think some of the performances are pretty good but i do think some of the some accents. of the english accents are a little well, i've bit. heard that some of the accents and just some of the general feel like it doesn't feel like it's in england like it feels like it has been shot in america it it, it does feel like america's vision of what sort of upper class <laughs> middle of nowhere england feels like yeah to a certain degree and yeah there's a there's an there's a, a northern accent in there that every now and again just like completely really throws a curveball and it really it just doesn't quite feel right it's close it's so close but it's just something yeah. you know is it that is. Carla Gigi, Carla Gugino's yes, accent yes it is yeah. Yeah, I've heard that it's, uh, it wanders yeah. let's say yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it I mean I don't know if we have much more to say because we don't want to spoil it all, no but, yeah just, I'd it say like, like it's another very good watch. Just yeah, and I think it's a, just another um, notch for Mike Flanagan, right? As well, like, mm-hmm. I think he's like one of the best horror directors out there right now, and he's one of those directors that like, we he did a video with him recently, and we had him in our studio last year. And he's someone until you actually think about all of his pieces of work what he's done, you don't realize how like robust he is in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done some good stuff, and I think like this is another one. I know he's only directed one episode, and he was the producer of it. But it's another like good piece of work. So I'm looking forward to what yeah. he does next. Yeah, he is a very nice man as well. Yeah. Hmm. Let's talk about something that's not horror related because it is still two weeks away from Halloween. I'm sure we'll have some sort of Halloween special. Mm-hmm. I've just put that out there. We've not discussed. I know. That. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm going to probably talk about some more. I'm going to go try and see Saint Maud this week, which I've heard is I've fantastic. Heard yeah, I've heard that's very good. So maybe. That. Um, but for now, the PlayStation 5 UI was revealed Ooh. this week, which I feel like we've, that's the one thing for a couple of weeks now. We've been like, I still don't know what mm. 
this console does apart from <laughs> obviously slightly better games supposedly but it was cool to see i had it in my head that the ui wasn't going to change a lot from the ps4 but yeah it's actually changed a lot more than i thought it was going to yeah i guess that's from the xbox one right because they haven't like fundamentally ripped it apart really yeah have it's they? just faster come, isn't it they've just adapted it slightly whereas this one i mean i guess the bare bones is still the same but visually is presented like it looks fresh it feels fresh it seems I like it's nice and clean yeah it's like an app basically yeah. like it i like it a lot mm. uh, i don't know how it's the same with all these things like especially like when like new phones come out and they're like all these little features i'm like i don't know if i'm going to use many of these mm. but it's nice to have them there yeah because you have yeah, the option but, to like press one button instantly when you're playing a game and you know it brings up what like potential hints if you're a ps plus subscriber and yeah stuff. the game help section use that really because it's dependent on the devs as well i guess so not mm. every game is going to have it no. some of that stuff felt really spoilery to me as well like um i guess they said they're very careful not to spoil it yeah but then there's the the showing you how long a level could potentially be and then showing you what the next level is going to be and yeah, i don't know that's... like part of me i mean i suppose it's completely up to me i can just not look at that stuff right it's just there for the people who want it like the but game even have, if you like, get like a little hint because you know your eyes are gonna you know just get a little glance at it and then if you find out that this mission might just be 10 minutes or five minutes long you're like oh okay yeah but just... it's, I, guess, I guess it's you know it's it's giving that option for people who want it and that, mm. that can't that's never a bad thing is it really i suppose it? it's better like their reasoning was that if it's tailored by playstation the hint won't be spoiled at all whereas you do run that risk like if you are stuck in a game search on youtube like so many people just put spoilers in thumbnails yeah. like yeah, i know we're true. very careful mm. like in all our walkthrough stuff like we put spot like things are hidden by spoilers we don't spoil anything or not intentionally spoil anything yeah. anyway yeah. but um I did see a yeah, few people much on Twitter safer. though saying that oh, I guess I'm out of a job because PlayStation are writing their own guides now. It's like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel they're quite uh, doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What 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 would you say is? Uh, so I've got two things that I'm really excited about that they just sort of casually mentioned during that UI. Well, it wasn't even yeah. So the one thing for me was uh, being able to capture yes. in 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was one of them. <laughs> <Let's> straight because <laughs> that will save a lot. That would mean not having to hook up capture equipment. If I just need a one-minute clip for a video, I'll yeah. just do it in console. How good is the 4K going to be, though? That's well, that's the thing. thing. We don't it's know the bit rate of it, but yeah. this it, is very it'll be good enough. It'll be good enough for me. Yeah, everyone else <laughs> signed off off the podcast. I'm like, fucking hell, these are nice. Yeah. 4K Ghost of Tsushima screenshots now coming from me. Oh, that's what God. you can look forward to. <laughs> oh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends drops today. Of course, we haven't had a chance to play it. Oh, is that oh, the cold one? Until 6 p.m. Yeah, that drops at 6 p.m. tonight. Is that a free update? A little PSA for everyone. Yeah, it's just free update. Amazing. I still haven't finished uh, that game. I'm definitely going to give that a go mm. because it looks very fun. Mm. Uh, hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. Mm. little tease for you there, everyone. Ha, ha, ha. ha I don't, you ha, said you had ha. two things. Um, uh, yeah, um, what was your other thing? Other thing is trophy progress, boys. <laughs> about fucking but they time. Didn't, they didn't show, like, I didn't see anywhere on that home screen where the trophies are where are they Dale? i i didn't see that to be fair but i did see so i watched uh jonathan dornbush made a video with our video team mm -hmm. that went live yesterday it was like i think it was called like five major changes or something like that and one of them where they showed the screen of trophy progress where it showed like there's this bronze trophy and you're 20 percent towards completing it i need that but like that so badly cool. yeah yeah because in avengers at the moment i only need <laughs> i think two more trophies and i'm not sure if one of them's bugged or not but one of them is like rescue 100 prisoners and mm. i have no idea i could have done 20 i could have done 85 at this point i have no idea yeah. how many i've actually done it, and i would love to know that it's amazing how fast you you lose count of like as somebody who's done a lot of those sort of collectible things you like you quickly lose count of how many you've got and with something mm. there just to guide you you know in that okay if I want to do it tonight, I can look. Okay, I've only got five to get. I can do this tonight instead of yeah. just aimlessly trying to find things. Mm -hmm. For someone who's like into collectibles, and there's a lot of people out there who like that sort of stuff, I think that is a godsend. And I think one, frankly, it should have came a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But what do you lot think about the uh, was it picture in picture? So if I'm playing Sackboy, I can watch someone play. I have always hated I picture in picture yeah. or anything. Like I just don't. I think that's really. I, I do second screen stuff. Like I'll play something, then have something on on my laptop if mm. it's just like. I'll play FIFA in the background whilst yeah. have a TV show on that I'd half watching. But mm. I can't, I sign about having 
a picture in picture that really bugs me. I think yeah. if it's a co-op game, it kind of makes sense, maybe. But I don't want to watch someone play Uncharted whilst I'm playing some unrelated game. Like, what does that yeah. do for me? I would say I don't ever really want to watch anyone playing anything. Like, that doesn't interest me. Like, the only Twitch streamers I would actually watch are people that, like, I enjoy them as a personality. Yeah. But I don't want to watch just pure gameplay. Did they confirm, can you do picture in picture on other apps? So can I have netflix in the corner while i'm playing something i doubt it well i mean you're are you, that gameplay stream you're only just streaming information from the internet so i don't see why not unless like the running like multiple applications at the same time is i feel like there'll be some like weird rule for like i know capture thing on the screen perhaps if you have netflix running as well i don't know I feel like that might be a stretch. I mean, I that know. does speak to how a lot of, um, especially like younger generations, like consume media as well. Is like like what Cardi said, like playing the game. <laughs> well, I'm, I was thinking of um, Rory actually. Like, but he used to always say like he couldn't really just watch TV shows. He always had to do something on his phone at the same time. Oh, right. It's just like a, a low attention span sort of thing. It I is guess. an easy way to get distracted. To be fair, I am yeah. And so, wondering if that's sort of, sort of like aiming towards those sort of people with those proclivities yeah or can i have like that trophy pinned in the corner so it's like can you like track trophies does that happen so like say i need 50 collect 50 things in a game can i have it like pop up every time i get one so i'm tracking Um, that progress games do have that like borderlands i think has that and some other games Mm -hmm. like that but yeah it'd be cool if that was like ubiquitous across playstation trophies Mm. i would love that that would absolutely be my little pinned like image in the corner. I would love it if they added that. It depends love what they it. are. If it's like, you know, t- kill 20 people with a shotgun and then every time you kill some shotgun, it pings over the that would be annoying. But if it's yeah. like, yeah, collectibles and stuff, yeah, I'd love it. Mm. It still seems far away, but it is only a month away now. And it is mad that no one's been able to actually go hands-on with it yet. I just but- had a, a moment of panic this morning when I realised that I've got my PlayStation 5 pre-ordered, but I don't have any games pre-ordered. So I should probably start thinking about games as well because they've got hey, all these. You've got launch- your Spider Man's. You've got your Demon Souls. Got your Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, do you count? Do you count as a PS5 launch? I suppose it is. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's out the same day, is it? Um, that is oh. technically a launch game. <laughs> but I also really want to play. Um, I want to really want to play the Astrobot game, and I really want to play the Little yep. Big Planet game. As well. and, and I want to play Bug Snacks. Yeah. Is Astrobot on the PS5? Astrobot is built in, I believe, right? Yeah, it yeah. comes with every PS5. Cool. I think it's yeah, I think it's only a short, like three or four hours. But it's what they tend to do with their Astrobot games, which is like kind of show you what the controller can do yeah, or right, what a VR okay. headset can do. So I think it'll do some cool stuff with that. So I can't yeah. wait. Astrobot must be one of the most underrated series. Like people love it, but like. I don't feel Astrobot gets the dis- no. attention needed. There's only been one Astrobot game because I've never no, not paid much attention to it. There was there the was... playroom, then the VR playroom, then the VR Astrobot. Um, there was, was a mission. Yeah, there was a uh, there was an Astrobot specific VR game, uh, playroom game, yeah. and then he was also part of the initial playroom, wasn't it? It was like a little character mm-hmm. in there, right? Um, okay. I I like I'm not into VR games at all. Like, I get motion sickness, and I didn't even have one, but I. I'd heard so much about Astrobot and I love platformers so much I went and borrowed a VR unit from the office brought it home and played Astrobot VR that game is phenomenal like not enough people talk about how good that game is (laughs) I know because it's in VR obviously everyone can't try it but Mm. like that is my I think number one pit now someone's like got a PSVR I'm like play Astrobot I think that's number one on the list now high praises across the board yes Mm. that is my ultimate PSVR ranking and (laughs) yes there was only one on there but that's all you need (laughs) Uh, anyone got anything else to say about the UI or have we hit on all the points did you um, I'm feeling very pessimistic and sceptical when you know they talk about how fast it is and showing you how fast it nips through menus Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe it's rose tinted glasses but I feel like the PS4 UI was like that when it launched as well Mm. am I I wrong in thinking that (sighs) I mean, as more things get loaded on, I guess it's going to get slow over time. Yeah, that's my concern is like, is that going to be the same in three years when everything else takes up so much more power? Are we just going to be in the same situation? Tell me about speed. Did you see that um, like Game Informer had their Miles Morales cover feature going all week? And there was that clip of like when you leave a hideout in Spider-Man on PS4, there's like a 10 second load screen. Or as this, like as Miles Morales... He just web slinged out of the hideout straight into the open world with no load screen. Wow, it's mental. That's really that's, cool, actually. I can't wait. Oh. I mean, 
also, when am I going to be able to look at my phone? I'm going to have to pause games so much more often now just to look at my phone. <laughs> they thought about that, the extra thumb presses. That's a very good point, oh. yeah, those load times, God. Uh, Matt, you could get all sorts of things done on like Fallout games and those low times. I could look at like five Instagram stories. Where am I going to do that now? (laughs) Missing out on that content. Oh, well. Um, Should we play an endless search? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? I have bought a quiz this week just while Dell finishes off another space radio. <laughs> we don't want you hearing that. Nah. Uh, but he's preparing his trivia brain with beef. <laughs> <laughs> beef flavour. <laughs> I have got a game here which I've not thought of a title for. Cool. In my Google Doc, it is called IGN Review Game. So, guess where this is going? All right. <laughs> I've got 10 films and games here mm. with the associated IGN re- official review score Ooh. next to them. This is back when we had the 100 point scale. So, okay. things were like 6.8 and 9.1. Right. So. Those are the sort of scores you're going to be thinking of. Okay. Okay. Basically, you want the lowest score possible. I want you both to give me what you think the review score for each of these films and games was. There's 10 of them. And you you get the amount of points. So however far away you are is how many points you get. And okay. you want the lowest number of points at the end of the game. Sure. So okay. say a game was 9.5 and you guessed 9.2, you'd get 0.3 points. Okay. So you want the lowest amount of points. Why do you look confused, Jesse? Just, it's pretty just simple, thinking, mate. Have you built a Have you built a spreadsheet with the calculations already? I've for this? not. I've just I've just got a, a numbered checklist. I had ten minutes to do this earlier. Okay. So, so just got to guess what you think the score was for these films and games. And I've right. got ten of them. Here we go. Get as close the as you can, is, Jesse. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay. That's all you need You've to know. You've made it simple. To what I get you it. think <laughs> the review score is. So first one is a game, and it is Red Dead Redemption One. Ah. Uh, who goes first? What do you think? Uh, Dale, you can go You can go first and then we'll rotate. Okay. Rotate. 9.4. Oh. A quick game's a good game. 9.6. Oh. It was 9.7. Oh. So Jesse. Nice. <laughs> gets a 0.1 score. So nice. That's a good start there for the young man. Uh, 0.3 for Dale. <laughs> Oh, just let me type this out really slowly. It can change. It can all change in an instant. Oh, yeah, there's 10 of these. I mean, there's some you might get miles out, but that was a solid start. Some of them might not be as obvious. Yeah. Like, we all know that was a great game. You're (laughs) going to bring up God Hand. (laughs) We're going to be screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number two is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Now, that one could go anywhere. Wait, was that like (laughs) the sort of ice... No, it wasn't isometric, but it was like... Top no, down, this is in the game. This is the film. Oh, the film. The okay, film. right. Okay, sorry. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh God! What do you think we gave that film when it came out? Uh, Jesse, you go first this time. Uh, let's go for seven point four. <laughs> Ooh. So, I do remember when the I don't remember origin score, but I do remember when these films came out. There was a, a week or so where people thought they were good. Yeah, people were hyping it up, right? <laughs> yeah. so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the middle ground here. Um, so I think, you know, because the excitement, that might bring it up a little bit. So I, what did you say, 7.4? I said 7.4, yeah. I'm going to go bolder and say 7.7. Oh, it's still oh. saying in the sevens. Even though it's a three at best. It was just 7.0, a seven oh, flat. Oh, God, okay, so nice. Jesse there with another point. Using my, Three, my no, point four points. So you're on 0.5. Dale was seven away there, so he's got a full point. So Dale's on one. Jesse's on 0.5. Remember, the lowest score wins. Okay. This one's a game. The original Assassin's Creed. Mm. Okay, so it's me first. Um, 6.5. Ooh. I'm just going to go for an Ooh. eight. No way! Ooh. Someone must have thought that game was. I know. I can remember who reviewed that back one. in the day. <laughs> it was a seven point five. Oh. So Jesse is closer again. Oh. Oh God, I remember who reviewed it as well. It's frustrating. 
That's, that's a bit mad. Yeah. All right, so Dale's on two points. Jesse's on one. What Still did that game seven more to play for. 2008 or seven? Jesus. Something like that. It was, yeah, wasn't it launch year for PS3? Wasn't it 2007? Yeah, maybe. Ages ago. Uh, I remember it's the first game I got with my PS3. Okay, uh, the next one is a film. It's the Assassin's Creed film. Oh, God. Jesse's so- first. I've never finished that film. I've tried to watch it like I three times. I <laughs> <laughs> 6.2 I feel like we're more generous with films nah it has to be a shit film though it is a shit film but I'm going to say a 7 it's a 6.5 oh my god Jesse you're amazing he's a wizard (laughs) so that is 1 point that's 3 and then that's 2.5 for Dale so the score's currently 2.5 points for Dale 1.3 1.3 points for Jesse oh so Jesse word. has got a 1.2 lead still 6 more to play for and there's okay, some okay. some there's some curveballs maybe who knows I need to focus the next one <laughs> oh Space Raider <laughs> Dale guesses first with Burnout Paradise uh, the original release yeah um, no remasters or anything I'm going to say a straight 9 8.3 it's an 8.8, so oh, Dale has okay. clawed okay. a couple of points back. <laughs> That's 2.7. Never got around to playing and that game. What? 1.8. This wasn't big into uh, like racing games back in the day. Oh, I the burnouts. love oh, that game. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I planned it twice. <laughs> twice? Another, yeah, I did on PS3 another, and PS4. <laughs> well, next up we've got another game that I know Dale loves. I think actually both you might love, who knows? The game Friday the Thirteenth. Hello, I do love it. <laughs> Jesse's first. 5. It's a tough 6. one. It is a tough one because it is 5. a ten. Six from Jesse. It's a ten. <laughs> it is a ten. But some technical flaws maybe let it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Jesse? Five point six. Okay. Yeah. It must have been a terrible mess back when it was released. It was. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say a six. It's a 6.9. Oh. So Dale has clawed some back. Mm. Now only half a point difference. 3.6 for Dale, 3.1 for Jesse. Jesus. A big 1.3 score there for, for Jesse on Friday the 13th. Okay. Number seven, it's the film The Dark Knight. Mm. Okay. Is that the third one? or No, that's the second that's one, the right? Second one. It's the, the Joker. So is it me first? It is you first. Okay. Yes. Um, I feel like we don't give tens to movies barely ever, so I don't want to give it, even though I feel like it probably is that realm. Um, but I'm going to say 9.5. Let's go for a really brave 10. <laughs> it, it was a 10. Oh, yeah. shit. Get him. No points for Jesse mm. there. And Dale has just destroyed what he did in the previous round and done up to a 4.1. There's now a full point difference and only three games oh, left to shit. play. Okay. I need but to be bold. Turn. I need to go bold. It, I tell you, there's a couple here that may turn it. I it's tell you, oh, we got some things. Barbie game or something. Three more to go. Next, we have the game Resident Evil 7. Uh, Jesse, your first, right? Yeah, Jesse. I know exactly what the score is. Oh, that's wrong. (laughs) Well, it's good that you're going second. Um, Okay, let's. I mean, in my head, I feel like whoever reviewed it must have hated Resident Evil Six and would have given Seven a really good score. So I'm going to go for an eight. (laughs) Just leave it at that. Just a standard eight. Standard eight. Okay. What you what are you going for, Dan? It's seven point seven. It oh, is seven point seven. Why do you know that? Because it's Resident Evil Nerd. Seven and it's called seven point yeah. seven. Gamey <laughs> fucking review. Also, I that. worked for IGN when that came out. Yeah, that's true. That means Jesse's got zero point three points. You've got nothing. So four point one to Dale, three point four to Jesse, with two left to play. Number nine, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Mm. And it's not substance, right? This is just the original Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay. Sneaky. Who's going first? It's, it's me, Dale it? to go first. 
9.3, even though it's a 10. <laughs> it's a masterpiece, that game. It's brilliant. Mm. It would have got a really good review score. Let's go for a few points upwards. 9.6. <laughs> it is 9.6. Oh my God, nice. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> That's another point three points. So that Dale should have been a ten. is on four point four. Jesse's on three point four. You need a swing of a whole point. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesse could just play. You are smart. going. You, you are going second though, so you have a chance. Okay. To oh, go, dip, okay. you have to remember. So you'll have to go at least a point different. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be. And bold. this is the last one. It's a film. It's Spider Man. As in Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man with oh. Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Come on, Jesse. Whatever you say, I've got to go point below or above. <laughs> I'll say at least it's bullshit if it gets anything below an eight. But I will say an eight point five. Oh, Let's go for an eight point five. It's definitely not below 7.5 and it's definitely not above 9, but yeah. you bastard. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to say 9.6. Oh my lord. We gave it a 3.5. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, it's lower. <laughs> There's no way that film's that bad. What? That's insane. We gave it a 3.5. Our reviewer right. did not like that film. I fundamentally disagree with whoever reviewed that. I mean, it's nowhere near a nine. Let's calm down. It's I like know. a seven. <laughs> I thought it was like an eight. 3.5. I need to read that review now. But yeah, I thought that one... Del, you had a chance. I fucked it, so yeah. it. Absolutely oh. fucked it. <laughs> that means Jesse is the first winner of the IGN review score game. What a, a couple of bang on answers, though. Mm. from both of you there so you know congratulations uh, well done, I like Jesse. that one because it was very easy to a put together um, there we go uh, should we have some feedback yeah as as is the rule quiz winner goes first <laughs> what <laughs> okay well <laughs> rule I've made up <laughs> this is from Jay he says big fan of the podcast not only is this my first time writing in this is my first time writing into any podcast Whoa. ever which I'm celebrating by drinking on a school night. Oh, lad. Fair enough. Have to do these days just to get through the nights, don't we? <laughs> Sandwich story. <laughs> Sandwich story. <laughs> That's not me just saying that. It's, yeah. it's in the new paragraph. This sandwich was not a giant ham sandwich, but it was a giant sandwich that involved other cuts of meat from the pig. There is a burger place in our city called Fat Pats, and they have been, and they have a sandwich called the Three Little Pigs. It sounds like somewhere Alan Partridge would go for his lunch. <laughs> fat Pat. Is, is it fat Pat EastEnders. Is this guy is just from EastEnders? I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he yeah. goes on to say that the Three Little Pigs is a fried slice of pork tenderloin topped with pulled pork tossed in barbecue sauce, three slices of bacon, lettuce, tomato and sandwich sauce, which is pretty much just Thousand Island dressing. I ordered this okay. sandwich a few weeks ago out of morbid curiosity and sweet lord above was this sandwich delicious, <laughs> but dense. I didn't even finish the fries that came with the sandwich. That's disappointing. Nor did I eat anything else for the rest of the day. Thank you for your time, Jay from Louisiana. Oh, from Louisiana, so you're definitely not in EastEnders. Um, <laughs> okay, before we just talk about the sandwich, Say tomato again? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was saying it because he's from America. Uh, yeah, okay, that was not way. apparent. That was. <laughs> what did you say? Tomato or something? I said tomato, isn't it? Because he's from America. You have to, you know. Well, be yeah, I, didn't, people. I didn't get that revealed to the end. It was like a twist. Oh, um, there we go. <laughs> do you, I'm always. That sounds like, delicious do you need to Three be different types of. It does sound good, but do you need three different types of pork? Nah, um, like, I don't even get the burgers where it's like burger. Like. It's like a burger topped with pork. Pork. I might just have one. Just mm. use your tongue to decipher the taste both. between the porks. It's worth it. That sounds delicious. <laughs> to be honest, if there's three slices of bacon on top, all you're tasting is salt anyway. Yeah. So. Especially if it's American bacon as well. I'm not a big fan is, of bacon anyway. Really. What is sandwich sauce? Is it burger sauce? Sandwich. A thousand Island dressing. A thousand Island dressing. Thousand Island dressing. Because I'm I not suppose. familiar with that. Yeah. What is that? Let's have a look. Is that not like a, a salad dressing? <laughs> we do have it here, but it's definitely more of an American. Oh, it's an American salad dressing. Oh, oh yeah, it's like, it's like a sort of beigey salad dressing. Is it, it similar to ranch? It does look like discount burger good. sauce, which is the superior sauce for mm. everything. There we go. The three mm. little pigs. I mean, it's a good name for a sandwich, I'll give it that. Mm. 
it fits the bill. You know what you're getting. I've got a piece of feedback here from Tony. Tony. From the Chicago suburbs. <laughs> Top of Americans already. Hmm. I don't have to say tomato there. Uh, <laughs> what's up, boys? I've been listening to older episodes in the last few months, and I heard you talking about your Christopher Nolan rankings. As a cinephile myself, I personally love everything he's ever made. I noticed you guys did not mention Interstellar. While I understand some people don't connect with it as much as I do, I find it to be his masterpiece, and even though I've seen it nearly ten times, I still cry I think that's a type of that. I still cry during the last three or four seasons. I don't know. There's some time. Yeah. Just wondering what your opinions on the film. Have a good day. I love Interstellar. Same. It's uh, not I don't think it's his best, but it's like definitely in his What well, am I I think I have Inception one. Yeah. Then I don't know. There's an easy way for me to find this out, isn't I, there? I don't think seconds. Interstellar holds up on TV because I watched it in the cinema in the biggest mm. one it I could go incre- to. And it it was an experience, it. but then watching yeah. it back home when I could see it again because I was so excited, I was like, this doesn't feel the same. And I know they're completely different films, but I had the same feeling with Avatar back when I watched it for the first time. I was like, this is sure, great. And no. I watched it on TV. Uh, Avatar and I was like, in the this cinema is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was a new I experience. I remember I saw mm. Interstellar in the cinema. I thought it was unbelievable. Watched it again at home. Thought it was still very, very good. And then couple of years ago they re-released it in IMAX and I went to see it again at the cinema and yeah it's just unbelievable just when those like organs are like going full oh, yeah. blast and they're trying <laughs> to do the docking sequence yeah that is unbelievable I, uh, I, I do really like Interstellar I think it's a good film I just think in terms of Nolan films for me it's it's like on the bottom half of the list I just think there's so many others that I love so much more um, mm-hmm. so I would never really it would never be my go-to Nolan film that I talk about really like Inception uh, Memento. I think I, I only have Inception and The Prestige about it, so it's probably my mm. third favourite. Nolan. I think I'm fit, I, I prefer Dunkirk as well. To be fair, I think mm-hmm. um, they're all they're, so close. Like, like he's very good. I, it turns I out very good. Except he, for Tenet, very which good. Like, good. I I do absolutely <laughs> love Instead, apart from I just don't like the last like couple of minutes. I feel like it's all too abrupt mm. and doesn't quite. It's hit put, for me. Puts a bow on it at the end as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's quite neat and tidy. I don't want to spoil it for people, but I feel like there's one interaction that just doesn't ring true for me yeah. but I do think it's easily probably his most emotional film which people often level at him unfairly I think yeah so, there we go I love Interstellar yeah okay. uh, Dale back. <clears throat> yes this is from the Canadian King that's no other information <laughs> so it's a subject simple question as the title suggests I do in fact have a simple question what is your favourite video game or movie soundtrack I hope you all enjoy yourselves this weekend and have a lovely day. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, we talked, <laughs> talked about Interstellar. That one's incredible. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think there's some that I love, the like... Uh, soundtrack I mean, yeah, brilliant. all the Lord of the Rings ones. I mean, Howard Shaw, he does some amazing stuff, man, and Lord of the Rings soundtrack is just yeah. banging. There's some, like, obviously, There'll Be Bloods is incredible, but I'm. it's not the sort of soundtrack I'm just listening to. Yeah. Is that the film? Like, that works perfectly for the film. Is that the film I watched on the on the plane and you were yeah that i thought basically yeah. forced you to yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a long yeah. ass film but it I was mean, enjoyable it, it's the best uh <laughs> i would say watching i'll play probably isn't the best way to watch it but yeah. <laughs> it's still great um in terms of something like there's the ones that get repeated all the time like the social network is yeah the great. one for me i think is for me I, I always think I always think about how much I enjoy soundtracks, but when it comes to this question, I can never just think of them off the top of my head. There's tons of them out there, but uh, yeah, I'm completely blanking. But as soon as you said like the social network, yes, immediately that comes to mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't even. There's remember a few the that I put on like that for work. Like, mm. yeah, the social networks. One, Parasites was really good for that. Well, I don't really remember. Um, Dunkirk's is amazing, yeah, but I mean, you know, that'll put you on edge. If you've got a deadline coming, put Dunkirk on. <laughs> that ticking will get you going. <laughs> when, when you say the soundtrack for the Social Network, is it actually the score of the film, or is it just yeah, yeah, oh, okay? Because so I can't Fred remember so of the score. Something really, really oh, ner- it's incredible. I need to so something to really nerdy, and I, I realised I was listening to it the other day was and the Final Fantasy VII remake soundtrack. I think mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoy that because I think that might be my favourite thing about that game is like the modern versions of those 
you know original tracks that i loved as a kid those tunes are banging they're, they're so good like the fight music especially and the best <laughs> music is so good yeah i do i love game soundtracks but i don't tend to just put them on like i do with some film ones like mm. i think god of wars that is incredible cool. yeah. i'm never just putting that on like the album god of war ost like, i'm not i did listen to the no man's sky soundtrack recently but that was because oh, that i'd been good. looking at the trailer a lot and i'd been hearing that music a lot and it just made me really want to hear more of that yeah you're basically just listening to the band those yeah kind of that works yeah yeah you're never just putting on like i don't know the super mario bros theme on in your house <laughs> are you to listen to yeah. although the is it the oh what is it i think it's the chemical zone music from sonic the hedgehog 2 that is <laughs> you an just got abs- that on repeat that is an absolute banger i think it's that one i've got to find out now. i think the ace combat soundtrack is not loved enough like i know people don't really might not like the game but if you've never listened to the soundtrack yet it's actually banging for mm-hmm a lot of the games it's really yeah. good stuff there's the original resi ones as well but again are you putting that on in your house just doing the washing up whilst having i mean resi you know the come? the safe room themes they are pretty chill you know if you they do are, a little yeah. bit of writing and stuff uh, it was relaxed. the it was the chemical plant zone it is it is top tier it's good music oh, and also from super mario odyssey what's the song that from the new donk city level that's an absolute oh, banger yeah. that's, that's just that, a good they? word I love that. That that level was incredible. Mm. I need to replay that game. Um, yeah, let do let us know what your favourite soundtracks are at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Also, the keep the, the sandwiches coming. We will. I like sandwich names. Uh, What's the worst pork, sandwich you've ever had? Beef? Ooh. The wor- yeah okay that's a good question we want that what's the worst sandwich we're broadening it to, to all sandwich stories if anyone went what is to the like, worst sandwich experience you've ever had if anyone Not went to fire festival they've got this though. they've got this one already <laughs> the fire festival <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that was lovely wasn't it um, mm. I suppose for music we should chemical plant we just discussed <laughs> yeah well there we go sorted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much alrighty <laughs> Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin bartha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.